This is the Lifting Standards Podcast with your host, Dalton Nicholas, a fitness professional with a new age view on the health and fitness lifestyle. Enjoy. Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Dalton Nicholas. If this is the first time you've hopped onto the podcast, I appreciate you. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you get notified every time I put out a new episode. If this is your third time listening to the podcast, I appreciate you very much. And I am ecstatic about getting all the love and support that I have been over the last couple of weeks. And it's really uh, pushing me to do better with this whole podcast thing myself. And honestly, it's motivating me outside of this little room for the podcast as well. It's it's just been a really great experience, and I thank you all very much for that. Now on to the podcast itself. I'm going to be talking about training splits today, the difference between bodybuilding slash like a body comp split, the difference between a strength and a powerlifting split, and the difference between uh, endurance training slash uh, conditioning. I'm going to talk about the difference between all of those, like what makes each one unique. And then I'm going to talk about the selection of gym. So what I would be looking for in a gym if I was going to be trying to do any one of those three splits that I just mentioned. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, then I'm going to be talking about the resources for each. So where where I would go for like a coach and what I would be looking for in a coach if I was going as if I was the client or the tr- tr- training person who who would be looking for the help with whatever split you're talking about like if you had a competition bodybuilding competition a powerlifting competition and maybe you're running an endurance race i'm going to talk about where i would go and what i would be looking for in a coach in all of those all right first things first i'm going to talk about bodybuilding slash body comp splits the main thing here is you're going to want to get a good amount of volume and really intense workouts to really help grow your muscles, break them down and grow your muscles. You're going to be working with like a four to five day split here. Um, some people may even go six days. I would recommend like a five day split. Then you'd be focusing on a little less of like a speed and explosion type of movement. You'd be really trying to get the mind to muscle connection here, activating all the right muscle groups, making sure you'd be making use of negatives, supersets, pause reps, drop sets, all that good stuff. Uh, The sets and the rep range is what's going to really vary on all of these. So for a bodybuilding split, you'd be looking at four to six sets, eight to 12 reps, which is typical for hypertrophy or muscle growth. And you'd be doing a bunch of muscle-specific days as as opposed to like a couple full body days or you could probably get away with like a push-pull legs as well, but uh, traditionally what I've been exposed to is more of like a chest tries, back and buys, shoulders, legs, all, all really specific muscle groups on a day. Um, I, I would also recommend hitting them, hit each muscle group twice a week if you can, so that's why I would say even up to a six-day split for this. Um, and then you're also going to have a little bit more um, – planning on the cardio uh, side of it as opposed to like a powerlifting split you're going to have a little bit more of a uh, planned out cardio progression as opposed to just doing it whenever you want or not very much at all with like a strength or powerlifting training program on to strength and powerlifting you're looking at like a three to four day split typically um 
like a bench squat deadlift if you're going like really traditional for powerlifting um, you're going to be focusing on a high percentage of your one rep max is what you're going to be working with most of the time everyone has their own opinions on it uh, I would recommend staying outside of your one rep max until the day of the lift is when you'd really want to peak and hit your highest percentage of the program you're going to be working with one three and five rep Maxes really, uh, you're not going to be going too much over that. Maybe accessory work will be a little bit different. It might get you up to like eight reps, but you're really going to be staying low and low reps, heavy weight. The two different branches you would go here for powerlifting is really like uh, depends on what you'd want to do raw powerlifting and then gear. And I'm not talking gear as in steroids, I'm talking gear as in like lifting, like knee wraps, body suits that all help with hitting higher numbers, but there's different branches of competition for powerlifting for that exact reason. So there's a raw side and a gear side of it. Um, in this particular training style, you're gonna be using boards for bench. So you may use a one board or two board just to really be able to get more weight on the bar and then also work on specific uh, places of your bench that you would need to work on. Maybe it's getting out of the hole or maybe it's the lockout. Same thing would go with the deadlift or the squat. So for deadlift, you would probably be doing like some deficit deadlifts some days, banded deadlifts, uh, squats. You would be doing box squats, um, banded squats on the bar to help with your lockout. All of, all of these techniques would be used a lot in the powerlifting realm and probably very little to less in the bodybuilding side of things and in the endurance side of things as well. Which brings me to the endurance training slash condi uh, conditioning. These days will be very specific to whatever type of training you're trying to do here um, if you're doing a race of some sort you would have like a running schedule and maybe a couple of days in the gym it, it would be very um, client specific to what you would be doing in and or out of the gym ideally you'd want to be getting a lot of volume that's one thing that will be uh, the same across the board you'll probably be hitting like four to six days a week whether it would be uh, cardiovascular workout or a muscular workout. The one thing here is, so if you're doing an endurance event, it would be different, but I'm going to specifically talk about conditioning right here. Uh, if you're conditioning for like a race, a Spartan race or something like that, you're going to be doing a lot of volume for sure, but more of like a muscular and cardiovascular into one for the workout. You're going to be doing like, uh, I don't want to use wad as an example, but circuits, Rather, you'd be doing muscular at one point in the circuit, and then you'd switch to like a cardiovascular exercise. Your rep ranges for the muscular uh, parts of the workout would be somewhere between 12 and 20 reps. Every, uh, every system would be different. Every training program would be different, but uh, you're going to be sticking to the higher rep range and lighter weights for sure to avoid injury from uh, for whatever competition you're looking to get into. Mixing up. Uh, the cardiovascular and the muscular system, like I said, would probably be the main point of the conditioning aspect and then the main point of the endurance aspect if you're doing like a race or cycling or uh, 
any sort of endurance competition, you'd be definitely more on the cardiovascular uh, period, periodization scale. You wouldn't necessarily be in the gym a whole lot. That wraps it up for the three different splits. I'm going to talk about the gym selection now. So if I was looking uh, specifically for a bodybuilding gym, I would look for a fair amount of cardio equipment because whenever you're doing a bodybuilding competition or if you're just looking for body composition, you're going to want to be able to use the cardio machines when you want. And honestly, I'd look for a nice variation here. I wouldn't want to be doing the same type of cardio every single day. So different types of machines and a good amount of cardio machines would be the first thing. Second thing, I would also want like a good mix between free weights and machines like the pec deck, leg extension, leg curl, especially for bodybuilding because you're trying to grow as much as possible. They're not really functional movements, but they're definitely good for hypertrophy itself alone. I would want one, at least one cable crossover machine uh, simply for the versatility of it. You could do an endless amount of things off of it. And then honestly, it's just, it's, it's basically a necessity for me in the gym for bodybuilding for sure. Uh, I would also look for multiple compound lift spots, squats, bench, deadlift platforms, because if you're going to a public gym uh, that gets busy, honestly, it's going to be a pain if you're going there on a Monday and you're trying to hit chest. I mean, that's not really a smart idea anyway, but you would want multiple compound lift spots for sure. I would also look for multiple dumbbells because I'm not trying to wait for dumbbells. Honestly, that's Probably one of my pet peeves is whenever I have to wait for a dumbbell in the gym. I know everyone's there to get better. I'm not saying I'm annoyed with the person. I'm really more annoyed at the establishment because if there is enough people to where I'd be waiting on a dumbbell, there's probably enough people to justify having more than just one set of each dumbbell within reason all the way up to like 45, 50 pounds, honestly, because dumbbells get a little expensive after that. All right, on to the strength and powerlifting portion of the gym selection. This is going to be more of a uh, iron steel looking gym to me. I'm not necessarily looking for any cardio equipment. Uh, mostly dead, deadlift platforms, squat racks, bench press, and I mean a couple of assistant assistance work machines or areas would be fine. But really, I'd just be looking for some like really intense uh, compound lift spots. So maybe they have like a couple of deadlift platforms one's more for deficit deadlifts one's more for uh max just a normal deadlift and and they honestly i would really really look out for uh, a deadlift bar I, I don't even know the name for it but it's a uh, a tool you use to unrack the weights this thing is a lifesaver let me tell you so i would definitely be looking for uh a little it's like a kickstand for the deadlift bar. I, someone will definitely know what I'm talking about, but I don't have the right name, honestly. But it, it's basically a kickstand for a deadlift bar. That is prime whenever you're doing that. Uh, I would also be looking for a lot of 45s there because if you're looking to do strength or power lifting, obviously you're lifting some heavy weights, so you want to be able to make sure that you're not having to throw 35s, 25s, 10s on there all the time just because the gym doesn't have enough 45 plates. This is a place that you'd want to be able to drop weights, grunt, really get into the zone. It's not really, you're not looking for like a lunk alarm at Planet Fitness or anything like that. You're looking for a really raw gym to just be able to go in there and just tear it up. Honestly, uh, powerlifting gyms are probably my favorite 
places just because the mindset they put you in is absolutely incredible. I've never been a real uh, strength or powerlifting type of guy, uh, but honestly, the the mindset alone is worth it. I mean, you can if, as long as they have dumbbells in there, you can honestly get just as good of a bodybuilding workout in these gyms, even if you uh, aren't a powerlifting type. But the mindset that I get into when I walk into a powerlifting gym is just incredible. So I would definitely, even if you're not a powerlifter, I would definitely try to just check out a powerlifting gym if you can like once just use a guest pass or whatever you would have to do just to try it out once just to see how much you like it because honestly it's just a different breed of gym uh, lastly i'm on to the endurance and conditioning portion for gym selection this is where i would really want a nice diverse cardio selection i mean rowers maybe a jacob's ladder versa climber stair climber all of that boxes battling ropes, kettlebells, any sort of cardio or cardio acceleration you'd want, you really need to have here because honestly, basically conditioning and uh, endurance training is going to be all about that. So you really want to be able to have a nice variety uh, for that training style. I would also be looking for like maybe an indoor track if you're in a more populated area and you, or if you're in an area that has harsh winters like myself, um, an indoor track would really be key to staying up on your training during the uh, winter season. Another thing I would be looking for is maybe if you are a runner, I would be looking for a more uh, advanced version of a treadmill. So like the, the free runners that are self-propelled, no track. I would definitely look for those if I was training for like a marathon. Um, if you are doing maybe a triathlon, I would check out a gym that has a pool some really nice bike equipment maybe a spin room for that specific reason and then if you were doing more of like a conditioning conditioning uh endurance conditioning for a race like a spartan race i would definitely look for a lot of med balls uh, a couple of battling rope stations probably because i really do enjoy using those uh, and just a functional fitness area, just so you have the, all the room you need to do whatever type of training you're looking to do for that. Cause obviously with like a Spartan race or a tough mutter, these are huge obstacle courses and you need to be able to do different untraditional types of training in the gym if you're training for that specifically. So that wraps up that part of the podcast. Lastly, I'm going to talk about the resources for each. Basically, what I'm talking about is just a person that would assist you and how you would uh, look for the right person and more importantly, staying away from the wrong type of people here. Honestly, coaches and there's so many coaches and trainers out there. You just really want to be able to spot what a good trainer would look like um, and just a couple of things that I would honestly stay on the look for if I were to go out and get a coach for any one of these three uh, training styles. First one, I'm going to stay with the same order. I'm going bodybuilding first. Uh, I'm going to split this into two categories, please, because bodybuilding and body composition are obviously two hugely different things. Um, bodybuilding is a sport competition. It's a completely it's, it's, it's a lot more serious than just trying to lose weight for the beach this summer. So firstly, I'm just going to speak on the general body comp. You can go to any sort of trainer, NASM or ACE certified is what I would look for. I've, I, I personally believe these are the two best certs in the 
nation. Um, these will be these people will be sufficient for you for sure, just to be able to reach your goals. Any trainer should be able to get you uh, get you on a program to help you lose body fat and still gain lean muscle. But uh, one thing I will say here is that their personality will be a huge part of why you would be working with someone if you're just looking for body comp. Because if you're like a sluggish person, you need you need them to bring the energy. You know what I mean? So like the, the two of you want to e- even out at the end of the day. You don't want to be like super high energy and have that. I mean, have them be super high energy, but then maybe you get off task. You know what I mean? So I always want it to be a little bit even between the client and the trainer. Trainers on this end of the thing will adjust their own personality per se. Sounds a little bad, but um, if I have a sluggish client, I definitely bring more energy myself. And on the other aspect of it, if I have an extremely high energy client, but a little less focused of a client, you know what I mean? So I would definitely like bring it a little bit back down to earth myself and be really focused on the task at hand every time I'm in the gym with that client. That would be the two things I would be looking for uh, for just general body comp. Just check out the personality of the person and make sure they're certified through a accredited system or a, a accredited uh, certificate program. Now, this is where it's going to kind of get a little bit more serious for whether or not you want to work with someone. If you're looking for a bodybuilding contest coach, I would recommend finding someone who is genuinely qualified for the job because I see so many people who go out and do one show, now they're a coach. No, that's not how it works. Just because you went through it, yeah, you have experience from that, but you don't know Oh, you don't, there's no way just from that experience alone you know enough to coach someone else through it. So here are the things I would look for. Personal training certification for sure. Like I said, ACE or NASM. I mean, there's some other uh, good certs out there, but those are the top two for me personally. Uh, nutritionist would be best or at the very least some extra extra nutritional education because you are literally bringing your body fat down to almost deadly low rates at this point so you really want to make sure that you have someone who knows what they're talking about with nutrition and then also i would want experience not just from them going through the sport itself but i would really want someone who has a lot of other testimonials so obviously they trained other athletes through it i mean obviously everyone's got to start somewhere i understand that but if i'm going to go out and get a coach for my own competition where I'm putting everything I have into that, you want to get someone who's done it a couple times, been up and down the block a couple times, you know what I mean? So I would definitely want at least like 10, 20 testimonials for the ideal coach. I mean, I know everyone's not going to be able to get the ideal coach, but this is exactly what I would be looking for in the perfect situation for the perfect coach. All right. Now on to the strength and powerlifting coach. This is going to be a little different because there's a bit more variety in the strength category of it. Um, you're going to be looking for, I'm going to talk about the strength first. You're going to be looking for a coach that matches your level. So depending on your current level and goal is how I would determine what level of a coach you would need. Genual, excuse me, genu- general population strength gain. I would then again suggest a, I don't want to say regular, but just a personal trainer with one of those two certs that I keep talking about, ACE or NASM. 
and I would make sure that you emphasize your goals at the beginning, maybe your first meeting, and a good trainer will tell you whether or not they're able to provide those goals for you or help you get to those goals. They obviously will still say yes, but you want to then maybe if you have any sort of uh, knowledge yourself, maybe test the water, see what they would ask. This is some things that I would ask if you want to know if they would know what they're talking about in the strength realm. Ask them about the reps and the sets that they would work with. And if they tell you that you're, you're going to be working like three sets at 15 reps, like uh, honestly, you should probably go a different way. But if they start talking to you about percentages and five, three, one is like a really common uh, strength program, then I think you should give them a chance as long as the personality matches with yours in some sort of evening out way like I was talking about before. And I think that will be sufficient for what your needs slash goals are at that point. Now for a little bit more specific, if you are looking to do like a strongman or powerlifting competition, I would recommend someone who has a strength and conditioning cert, uh, a CSCS or um, something along those lines. They they get a little bit more experience that way than just a normal training certification. Um, they have to have at least a bachelor's to even get that. So you, you'll know you'll be getting someone who knows a, a good amount of knowledge in the the realm of, that, of what they are teaching slash preaching. Also, I would definitely want someone with experience in the sport, whatever that may be, strongman or powerlifting competitions. I would, I'm not saying they have to win, but I would honestly want a couple years in the sport. This is a little tricky for me because I would want someone new and like relevant in the sport almost. Like I don't want to get taught how to powerlift from someone who's was doing it like 20 years ago because fitness and powerlifting itself is just evolving all the time, like around the clock. There's always new developments going on. So I would want someone within the last five years, personally, this could change for anybody, but I would want someone within the f past five years in the sport. I mean, personally, I would want someone who had won. You know, I don't necessarily think I would want someone who's getting like fifth place every time, but that's a little, that's a little beside the point. I would want them to have a lot of testimonials as well because uh, you can train yourself, but it's training yourself and training clients are completely different. So I, I would honestly take that fifth place person over the first place person if the fifth place competitor slash coach has a hundred testimonials of people who are winning first place and as opposed to that first place winner who has no testimonials and is just getting started. I would much rather someone with more experience coaching than someone with just a good record in the competitions themselves. Lastly, I feel like I would have to touch on this as well. Co uh, co college athletes will have access to a strength and conditioning coach, and I think you guys should use them as much as possible. I, I, I think that that was a third category for strength in this. Uh, that's a little different than general population because collegiate athletes are just a lot more uh, specific and focused in on one specific skill that you definitely would want to go to your strength and conditioning coach. And if, you're, if your college doesn't have that, I would absolutely recommend going to a uh, another strength and conditioning coach. I wouldn't necessarily just go to any sort of personal trainer for this specific of a goal. Lastly, I'm going to talk about endurance athletes. And this is going to be more of a specific goal-specific uh, 
tip as well. So like if you're looking to run, I've been using marathon for the endurance athletes and uh, conditioning athletes. I've been using Spartan Race. So these are this is who I would go to for the marathon. I would get in touch with someone who is trained for a marathon before for sure like i said it's kind of the same all around for all the co any coach that i'm getting i would want them to have done the experience themselves because then they get a lot of empathy and they can relate to what i'm going through and then i would also want them to have a lot of other clients slash testimonials so i i have faith in their programming and their ideology and their knowledge in the sport itself so i would want that here as well and I would also want them to have some sort of uh, certification as a running coach. The The best one I found, obviously I'm not much of a runner, but uh, the best one I think I found is a Roadrunners Club of America. They have a certified coaching program on there. So I would look for someone with something like this, if not this specifically, for running. And once again, if you're looking to run like a Spartan race, I would say all the same things minus the running certification but I would also want someone who's done them or at least coached them that is such a huge thing so those are the two main points of this episode I want you to get stuck in your brain if you are looking to go for some sort of specific goal and you're looking for a coach to help you along the way you want them to have a certification in what you're doing you want them to have done the thing you are doing and you want them to have clients and testimonials. Just because someone goes through the competition doesn't mean they know the right way to coach. It's not that simple. It's, it's a profession. It's, it's art, honestly. Being able to connect with your clients and being able to motivate different types of people, it's, it's an art, man. It's, it's a lot harder than just giving them a program and sending them off. You need to be able to connect with everyone you work with and motivate them up the ass all day long. They need to be motivated 24-7 if they're going to be competing at a high level or getting first place medals. It's not like you can just walk them through the program. You need to be putting a fire under their ass all the time. And some people mesh better and some people don't mesh. And at that point, you should just look for a different coach if you don't feel like you mesh with them. But that that's if you truly don't mesh. I'm not saying, oh, he made me cut half my calories here. I'm, I'm done with this guy. I'm saying if you truly just don't believe in what he's doing or you don't think it's working after a long, like maybe a month or so, if you don't feel like they're giving you enough information, like accountability checks, attention to detail on anything, you should just leave and tr start start over start with a wash clean the hands get out of there because honestly there's so many coaches out there and there's so many good coaches out there too there's a lot of good I, I was talking about bad coaches too but i'm talking there's a lot of good informational coaches and motivating coaches there's a lot of good coaches out there so i hope all of this has helped you figure out what to look for in a coach and where to find like the best place to train. And I hope it helps you understand the different types of splits a little bit better. Um, I really appreciate all of you tuning in to the third episode. Uh, the next episode, I've kind of left it up to you guys. I put a poll up on my Instagram today. I'm going to go with whatever you guys most want to see. 
because this is for you guys. Once again, I'm trying to help all of you reach the best potential, understand your goals, reach those goals. So go vote there. It's Lifting Standards Training. If you want to put your input in, you could also go to Lifting Standards on Facebook. Send me a message. I'm getting all of them. I'm going to record the next episode rather soon. So get those questions in quickly or whatever podcast topics you'd like to hear. But that'll do it for me. I really appreciate you stopping in. If you enjoyed yourself, learned something, click that subscribe button. I will see you next time, guys. Later.